Welcome to the latest episode of the All the Balls podcast. My name is Brad Berriman. Follow me on Twitter at Brad Berriman, B-E-R-R-E-M-A-N 24. June 1st is Tuesday. It's an important cutoff date or a launch date possibly for any trade for Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones. There's some prominent suitors out there. New England Patriots, Tennessee Titans, San Francisco 49ers. All have interest possibly in a tie in the case of 49ers with Kyle Shanahan. As the head coach, former Falcons offensive coordinator, with Jones having one of his biggest years when Shanahan was running their offense in Atlanta. After June 1st is a big time for the Falcons. It can reduce the cap implications of a trade. They can spread out a dead cap hit over the next three years, the duration of Jones's deal, the rest of Jones's deal, rather than take it on all this year if they trade him after June 1st. The issue for a team that might acquire him would be taking on that $15.3 million salary for this year at this stage of the offseason. There's teams that have it, teams that could create it, prominent suitors, teams that could go all in and trade for him if they want to. The Green Bay Packers come to mind to appease Aaron Rodgers. But anyway, I did a list over at Fansided, five dark horse teams who could trade for Julio Jones. Number five is the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins went... Aggressively after some supplements for around quarterback Tua Tagovailoa this offseason. Signed Will Fuller, drafted Jalen Waddle, number six overall. Made some upgrades to the offensive line to protect Tua better. He should be healthier after a hip injury shortened his final college season. He should be able to grasp the playbook a little bit better. He admitted he didn't quite do that last year as a rookie in a weird offseason and a short run as a starter. Anyway, the Dolphins... Don't have the current cap space to take on Julio Jones, the $15.3 million, as I cited. I think they can make that room pretty easily. But with some cuts, maybe they send somebody like Devontae Parker back to Atlanta in a trade to make that work a little bit better. The Dolphins have been rumored to be interested in Deshaun Watson, so they are willing to make moves. GM Chris Greer is a deal maker. He's, you know, he's, he's willing to make trades, move up and down the draft. He's shown that. So if they're in on Deshaun Watson, maybe they set that aside for this offseason. They go another direction, make a bold move for Jones. They have an extra first-round pick in 2023 that could work in a deal. I think 2024 as well. So the Falcons are going to take a pick that's not 2022. The Dolphins could be in the mix. They can make room for Julio Jones. Number five is the Miami Dolphins. Number four is the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers have the cap space to take on Jones, as is, $15.3 million salary. They only have a need at wide receiver right now with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, some solid depth behind those guys. Rookie Josh Palmer, Tyron Johnson's been a good deep threat. They have a couple other younger guys that are interesting at least. But let's imagine a world, a maybe a fantasy football world, where Justin Herbert is throwing to Jones and Allen, who are both a little bit older, but they're two of the, I'd say, 10 best receivers in the NFL right now. So they'd have Jared Cook coming in, coming in to play tight end, if I can spit it out. They made move to make the offensive line a lot better. They drafted Rashawn Slater, signed center Corey Lindsley. They have Austin Eckler healthy for a full season coming out of the backfield, ideally. They had Jones, Allen, Mike Williams as a number three, which would be a very good, very good number three receiver. With Herbert, that that is a top five offense in the NFL if they can make that work. The 
Falcons may be willing to take a second round pick now as they deal with the reality of what they can actually get for Jones as an older player with a bigger salary that may need a new contract when he goes to a new team. So the Chargers can be in play with a second round pick, maybe a player, maybe it's Tyron Johnson, maybe it's Mike Williams, a lot of possibilities there. But the Los Angeles Chargers are number four. Number three is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I know what you're thinking. Aren't the Jaguars rebuilding down there again? But you forget, maybe, they have a new head coach in Urban Meyer who is not used to losing, which is why it's worth wondering if he can't get it going down there very quickly, how long he'll really last. Hired a a, a strength coach that came with some controversy from his previous stop, then fired him when the backlash came. Signed Tim Tebow to play tight end. The only person under the sun that thinks Tim Tebow can still play football. So that's that. Meyer could talk him in or talk himself into the idea that, that the AFC North is there for the taking. If the Titans drop off, the Colts maybe have an injury or two, or Carson Wentz is just bad like he's been. The Texans are a mess. Meyer could talk himself into, hey, the division's in play. A playoff spot is in play. As I wrote in my slideshow, delusion can be a very powerful force. But if he wants it done in Jacksonville, Meyer, it will be done if Meyer wants it done in Jacksonville. I can't see him letting the Titans or the Colts just get Jones or make a deal for Jones without having some interest, setting up Trevor Lawrence to have a lot of success as a rookie, and making their best offer. Jacksonville Jaguars are number three. Number two is the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, there's a report that the Rams are out. That was followed, or that pre- that was followed by a report that they were in talks. If the Falcons are willing to take a second-round pick, the Rams are still in play. Rams will have a first-round pick the next two years, which will extend their streak. I think it will be seven years in a row with no first-round pick. So they're in play if they're willing to give up a second-round pick. They traded for Matthew Stafford this off-season, so they are all in. Number two is the Los Angeles Rams. Number one is an interesting one that I hadn't really seen much of until recently. Sports Illustrated writer for the Falcons, or the Eagles site on Sports Illustrated, said the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, have interest in Jones. Now, the Eagles have the possibility of three first-round picks in 2022. Their own, one from the Dolphins, and one from the Colts in the Carson Wentz deal. If Wentz plays, I think at 75% of the snaps, or plays 70% of the snaps, and they make the playoffs. So they could have three first-round picks. With that idea, they could part with one, even if they only have two, if they're only guaranteed to have two, they could part with one pretty easily. They have been a rumored suitor, or rumored to have interest in Deshaun Watson, another team that's been in that market possibly. GM Howie Roseman is a aggressive deal maker. Perhaps with some influence from the owner, Jeffrey Lurie. So I would say the Eagles could have some interest. They could surround Jones or give give quarterback Jalen Hurts a two-number-one receiver to go with rookie Devontae Smith, second-year man Jalen Rieger, tight end Dallas Goddard, running back Miles Sanders. Could be a pretty good offense if Hurts can hold up his end of it. And that could give the Eagles a full, accurate evaluation of Hurts. So if he has a fully stocked supporting cast. Number one is the Philadelphia Eagles. So to recap, five dark horse teams who could trade for Julio Jones. Number five, the Miami Dolphins. 
Number four, the Los Angeles Chargers. Number three, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number two, the Los Angeles Rams. Number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you for listening to this episode of the All the Balls podcast. Again, follow me on Twitter at Brad Berman, B-E-R-R-E-M-A-N 24.